Hey, it's Real Talk. He's Joe. I'm Brad. What's going on? What's going on with you? I'm excited about being on Real Talk with you. You are? Yes. Why? Because this is a great time of life to be having real conversations with other friends who are following Jesus, trying to figure out the yeah. chaos of 2020. Right. That's chaos? All. It's been an easy year. There's not really anything going on. <laughs> and you know, as we get closer to November, some date, third, it's just easy. Is right? it the third? Is that right? I think Honestly, it's November. I, don't know. I think it's the. I think the official date is November third. That makes sense. On November third, something major is happening in our country, which we'll know the results of by like November twentieth. Uh, maybe by January twentieth. <laughs> cool. I don't know. A little bit. It's just tough. This is a tough season. Yeah, weird season, right? But I'm glad to have real conversations. Yeah, I'm super glad that we get to talk about this. Like, mm. so we're we're wading into some politics, right? Yes. Because it's political season. So we're walking into it, and that's probably foolish of us. But what we found is that people actually want to hear from us on this stuff because we have a big church family that's just going, hey, we want to know how to love God and love people and to at the same time live in this material world of, yep. of reality and politics and all these kinds of things. And they want us to talk about stuff. So that's all we're trying to do. Yes. And what's interesting is I think people want to hear what we have to say about it. But sometimes what I find is people also want to hear what they want to hear. Right. And so sometimes when we're consuming content, what we tend to do is filter out the things that we don't want to hear and try to zoom in on the things that we do want to hear. And what we're trying to do in Real Talk with all of you is try to put those things side by side in maybe some of the areas where if you only wanted to hear one perspective, you would only tune into someone who would speak about this this from yeah. this angle. Or the, like we're actually trying to do it all in one venue, one spot. And also acknowledge that we don't have all the answers. So like these are just honest conversations where we're just trying to, yeah. we probably say some silly wrong things and we're just trying to kind of muck our way through it, right? Yeah, just talk through it and see what God's perspective is and how to love each other, even when we have different opinions. Yeah, so here's the deal. And this is just the only way to say this. We we actually love hearing from you. We, we wanna have conversations, talk about this. We wanna hear how you agree or you disagree or whatever, but can you do us a favor? Can you actually like watch the video about what we're talking about, right? And listen, and not listen just so that you're like reload so that you can comment, but actually listen to what we're talking about. Because yeah. I, th I think what you'll find is because we're both pastors, we just want to help people love God and love each other. Yeah. And these are really difficult times. In some ways, it would be a lot easier to take one position yeah. and say, this is about this. And then we would just get all the people that want to hear us talk about that. But what we're trying to do is say the Christian family is wide enough that there's a lot of people that have differing opinions on different things. And we can love each other and, and love Jesus. And they love Jesus, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Right? So that's the sure. point. And what are we going to talk about today? So this one's a little lighter. So it's a little, <laughs> a little, little lighter than... Gentler. Really? Yeah. That's typically your... You'd like to talk about... I like the easy ones. Light, easy things. So how about pro-life? Oh. You want to do that? Something simple. Let's talk yeah. about pro-life. Sure. Interesting. Was Jesus pro-life? Absolutely, right? Does Jesus love life? He made life. He is life. Like, I think he actually has a one-liner, something like, I am the way, the truth, and the... Yeah. So probably he's yeah. pro-life. Because pro to be pro-something, it means to be for something, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, for me, pro-life topic is really interesting because in many ways over the last 30, 40 years, since the 70s when there was a major Supreme Court justice, yep. you know, a court decision, decision about yep. abortion, pro-life has become known as something. And so growing up in that area, like I think I'm really pro-life. 
um, you know, my wife, just a lot of different examples, but carrying my wife, like volunteered and was a huge part of a pregnancy center, teaching people the value of life and helping young women who are struggling to decide what to do with their pregnancies and coming alongside. My wife has a deep passion for this. As a family, we have financially supported, continue to this day, supporting pregnancy center that loves teaching abstinence and teaching young people there's options and that abortion is not the first best option that you can have. Good. And yet what I found is that the topic is a lot wider than that. I mean, it's, it's a lot bigger than that. We've taken this pro-life thing and we've made it just anti-abortion. Yep. But let's go bigger. Let's talk about life because pro-life doesn't mean just pro-birth. And then that's mm-hmm. the end of the road, right? So like, I know for me personally, like I have three adopted kids. Mm-hmm. So pro-life doesn't stop at birth. Pro-life I want life for them. It's part of why I adopted them. I want a a future and potential and opportunity for them. And so it's like pro-life is bigger than just the issue of abortion. Yes, it is. And we zero in on this one thing. And then what we do is we become really inconsistent in how we talk about pro-life. Because we're Christians are really good at, at being pro-life in front of the abortion clinic and carrying signs and, and making a big deal out of it. But are we also pro-life on the back door? Are we hugging the young women that have come out of an abortion clinic that they went there because they had no other option they felt like? And they're not proud of it, perhaps. They may be broken up by it. Are we there to hug them? Are we pro-life for them? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's bigger. Yep, it's much bigger. And a holistic view, kind of from, the way I'll phrase it is, I really think that the Bible teaches that from conception to natural death and everything in between is pro-life. Right. So right. it's like, okay, if I am for life, life, I care about the baby in the womb. I care about the young woman who's struggling, young couple who's struggling know what to do. I care about the fact that there's a, there's a woman that thinks her only option and maybe chooses to have an abortion because she feels like, I care about loving and supporting and helping her. I, we yep. care about the orphan. Yep. We care about the widow. We care right. about the person who's struggling with addiction and feels like they're thrown to the side of the road because they don't know what to do because they're strung out on a drug or a substance. I mean, other things, right? Yeah, There's are so you many... pro-life for the person who's been who's been put in prison because mm. he was unjustly treated, right? Maybe because of a, a poverty level or a race thing or whatever. Are we pro-life for them? I mean, how about the death penalty? Whoa. Right? There's a lot of people that are anti-abortion. They say pro-life that they're anti-abortion, but that are often mm-hmm. not so pro-life when it comes to the death penalty. Yeah. Right? So is it is it a full-orbited from conception to natural death? Are we, as followers of Christ, loving, caring for, serving those who are mistreated, those in the womb, those out of the womb, those who are poor, thrown away, discarded, incarcerated, the alien and immigrant among us. Do we care about them? Do we care about the senior citizens, the elderly that are stuck in nursing homes and or shut-ins that feel like society has moved past them and they have nothing more to offer because modern society doesn't care about the elderly? Do we care about them all the way till natural death? Mm Yeah, how about war? Are we pro-life when it comes to war? Are we pro-life to the innocent lives that are 
sometimes a part of war. Yeah. Do we get in, you know, we have arguments of just war and, and such. It's like, oh, okay, we can have those conversations, but let's also line it up next to pro-life. Mm -hmm. How about euthanasia? Yeah. God is a great God of mercy. I, I'll, I'll buy that all day long. Mm -hmm. What's our value of life? Mm -hmm. Is it, and it just seems to me, this is so much more complicated than what our political teams right. make them out to be. Because right. I have yet, I, two things. One, I've been on a journey at 44 years old from seeing pro-life as only what happens in the pregnancy center yeah. or an abortion clinic. Sure. I actually, as a young man, I was a part of picketing at an abortion right. clinic. Like that was the culture that I grew up in and I was pro-life and I wanted, and I've come on a journey of learning it's so much more than that. I'm still supporting a pregnancy center and care about people realizing there's other options, but I'm also been deeply moved to love on women who have had abortions and have come alongside them and said, you did the best you could and God loves you right. and there's restoration and hope. I've been on a journey with this. I've been on a journey with capital punishment. I've been on a journey with just war. I've been on a journey in immigration. I haven't just stuck in one position and stayed there my whole life. Uh, you kind of talked about this yesterday on Sunday. I, I guess I've hoped that my heart has been moldable to God mm -hmm. leading me right. and guiding me into seeing things differently than maybe I saw them a decade ago. I don't know, do you have that experience too? Yeah, definitely. And I don't think, what I found is that there's not a political answer for this, right? There's a Jesus answer for this in our, and we have to continue to listen to him because we've had this conversation before. Is it fair to say that certainly in our lifetimes, as we can remember, if we broaden what pro-life means, there's no political candidate on the ballot that is totally pro-life, as we would say, yeah. valuing all of life, right? There's been anti-abortion candidates, there often is, and there's a political party that maybe is more in that camp, but let's broaden it to pro-life because mm. Jesus is about an abundant life, mm. yeah. not is... just an abundant birth. Yes. And again, it just makes it really complex. Abundant birth? Is that a weird phrase? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure I want to talk about abundant births. Uh, does that mean multiples or there's a lot of kids? I, I don't know. The, the point being, if we look at our political system and go, I'm going to vote for someone who's pro-life, I have tried to look at the ballot every time. Yeah. And when in different seasons, I've seen it more clearly. Sure. In other seasons, I haven't seen it. And it makes it really complex if we simplify this or sort of boil it down to what we do in the vo voting booth, that I'm either pro-life or pro not, not pro-life. Yeah. It's like, it's just much more complex because I've yet to find a political candidate, as you said, that represents the full orbit. Right. So what do you do then? Yeah. Then it's more complex. God, show me, lead me to vote for the candidate who, as I see it, is the most pro-life. Yeah. I don't know. Is that that's good? I think is that we possible. Solved, yeah, I think we solved another problem. <laughs> Tell the people what you're doing next week. So next week, I'm just going to take a few minutes with you, maybe more than a few minutes, to share with you my heart as I view what's going on in the United States and as we head into the election, just wanna open up my heart, share with you where I am personally as I apply the Bible to our current events in my life as a man and how I'm looking at what's happening, what's trending in our culture, and how to approach voting on November 3rd. So join us next week on Real Talk. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. Let's go. Right here. See you next time.